0: Welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I'm your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. And also, as we've been hearing, I am an enthusiast of the Celestine Prophecy. So last week, we talked about the longer now, learning how our time now in history fits into the context of the last century and thinking about how we might move forward. So today's insight is the third insight, a matter of energy. So how this is brought to the attention of the main character is that he's so he's in Peru, they're driving around and he starts to get really attracted to these large trees. And he just sees how they look so attractive. And while he's at this next place he's visiting, um, someone is saying to him that what they're studying is this formerly invisible energy. So he realized that they're they're implying that it's not invisible, that it's actually visible. and they they bring it up um, that Einstein actually... In quantum physics, made the realization that matter is mostly empty space and there's energy running through it. So it's not actually solid. Nothing's actually solid. And then the other, I guess, discovery is that observation alters the results. So when you're looking at these particles, these tiny, tiny, like particles, They're influenced by human expectations. So when you observe them, they shift based on you observing them. And so one of the things about this quantum physics concept is that they will shift even if it means that they're in two places at once or in two different time frames. So being in the past and future, let's say, at the same time. And so this is fascinating to me, because what that means is, and how they describe it in the book, is that this means that it's this pure energy that's malleable to human intention. And that expectation can affect other energy systems. And so this whole idea of having a thought, and then a coincidence presents itself, that's energy like rearranging itself to bring you closer to what you're thinking about. So it doesn't have to be on such a small scale. This can be on a larger scale because everything is energy. And so how they describe it is that there's kind of like four-ish steps that they talk about when they're observing this energy in this like research place. And they say it begins with a heightened sensitivity to beauty. So that's like the first thing. And so him realizing how beautiful these trees are, that's part of it. You're drawn to it because of its energy. And so they say that this energy is on the same continuum of beauty and that it has a really big association with appreciation. And, you know, we talk all the time, about how gratitude is one of the highest vibrations that helps us when we're trying to manifest things. So this makes sense. And then the second thing is, like, for visually seeing them, they talk about how there's an energy field around everything. And they give the example of, say, a plant where they say you can look like six inches to either side and kind of soften your gaze. And you'll be able to see an energy field around the item or being or plant or whatever it is, person that you're looking at. And they say that what they've realized in these studies in the book is that these plants are actually kind of a one whole with their ecosystem um and that they can kind of see it all in the energy field that it's all kind of encompassed together and then the other thing is that human attention and energy being given to these plants also enhances their nutritional quality their potency and their growth. So in a way, we can feed them with an additional energy, and not just our usual methods of growing vegetables or plants. And so then the third one is talking about the reason why this is so important for humans, because they say when you eat primarily vegetables, you will start to have your abilities to see and sense and and feel this energy more clearly because you'll be on closer you'll be closer to their energetic level and so this idea that the food that we feed ourselves directly corresponds to how much energy we can kind of connect with makes sense to me as well and I find that fascinating too. And then the fourth point is that virgin forests are kind of the ideal strongest energy in the world because they are in balance. There's no human influence. They have just been left to balance themselves out and they are like one giant ecosystem. So each item within it, each plant within it still has its own energy field, but it's kind of like how they were observing each plant and realizing like its root system, every part of its little ecosystem was really acting as one energy field. That's what a virgin forest is. And because they're so rare, um, they are just so, so powerful. And so that's kind of as much as it's shorter than the last one for the explanation. um, I think that it's kind of one of the ones that we, I mean, I can relate to the most um, and I think it's one that we can kind of grasp onto because it gives specific, like, physics and um, relatable points that we can kind of see in real life acting out. So, for me, reading this particular insight at this time is so powerful because I, for a long time, was told. For one thing that I would be able to see auras and I haven't really ever had, I can sometimes see a little bit around like a plant, but I'm not really the best at it. But I also don't stick to it because I find it difficult. (laughs) Energy work is something that I've had kind of like a, a resistance to. And like I talked about before, anything I resist ultimately is probably something that's going to be powerful for me. And so just for the example of auras over the summer, I was ordering like a bunch of books from the library at a time, I would just randomly think of things, get them and then bring them home. And I had like a specific shelf, um, like a little divider section where I would put all of the library books that I had out at the time. And so some of them I didn't even touch. But one of them that I touched at the very end, kind of before I had to return it, was called A Little Bit of Auras by Cassandra Eason. And I had just gotten into it and had to return it. So I actually bought it because it's this cute little book and it actually just came in the other day. And I think it was just before I, well, this is probably a week ago now, but I think it was just before I got to that chapter. So that was kind of like another spirit crumb where it was like, okay, I got it. I will start working with this again and maybe start Paying attention to the living things I have in my house. I have house plants and I do feel drawn to them a lot. And then I also um, mentioned before that I really resisted Reiki and just felt like, you know, touching people, being close to people. Um, you know, even myself, I, I had had some distance Reiki sessions and sometimes I would feel a lot, sometimes I wouldn't feel much and i felt quite a bit in my attunement for um reiki level one but i didn't have any you know life experience to have people around me to really do it because it was during the pandemic to see on people and i couldn't do distance reiki until my level two which i just took um the end of last year so When I did that, it started to feel a little bit more um, tangible. And again, I'm a very tangible person. I need to feel things. And then it became a little bit easier for me to sense um, the energy, but wasn't strong. And what's really interesting is when I had that same reading I was talking about before, the Akashic Records reading with uh, Malibu Medium with Amber, she actually did a previous reading before that that was just a soul reading but had mentioned that i would be really good with energy work and she was like you're going to be able to sense these fields um it's going to be a big part of um, what you do and the first time she mentioned it she said um when she was um talking about the energy work that you know you don't have to do it now but You're going to do it eventually, so you might as well. And so like I told you, through a series of synchronicities and a big spirit crumb, I did end up taking um, my level one. And then at the time that I had that Akashic Records reading, she could see that I would be doing this energy work and also really um, channeling the energies of... um, nature spirits and elementals and plants and trees and animals and so reading this insight and thinking about the fact that you know everything is energy was really interesting and another level to that is the idea of quantum physics being brought into it because over the holidays i had been thinking you know this reiki i know that it's meant for me and there are times when i feel it strongly but it's just something that's missing, and maybe it's my master level, which I thought, okay, maybe I'll wait and see what comes with that. But I kind of put it out to my guides like, how am I gonna start doing this energy healing or even just channeling these energies if I if I can't really feel like I'm connecting to them? Um, and then I through a meditation, um, I had been asking about the deer because the deer kept coming up for me um, for a lot of different things. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a spirit guide um, meditation and bring forth a deer. And so in my head, I'm thinking like a little young, like white-tailed deer doe, like a little female one. And then I get into this meditation and it's this really big white buck and in the meditation, I won't explain the whole thing, but basically I put my hands on it and I just knew um, clear cognizantly in the meditation to put my hands towards the snowy ground and a plant grew. Um, and I had this just knowing, this emotional knowing that I had received this energy and this ability from this, this deer, this buck. And then I came out of that with this just, trust that I was going to be able to do this kind of healing and then I had an opportunity to use it on a live human who had great results Um, then I watched a show where oh and my hands were glowing like I said and then I I watched a show where the girl was called in to help this person just how happened to be reiki and she her palms were glowing and she like did a reiki session and the person was healed and then I was listening, to, I, because in this meditation also, the deer gave the name Kaya and I looked it up and it's actually also a type of Japanese you. And because I've been focused on trees so much, I was like, that's probably what I should focus on in terms of um, exploring this name more. And so, like I mentioned before, the university I go to, there is an arboretum there, and there's actually an online feature where you can go on the map and look up any type of tree, and it will show you where they're located in the arboretum. And so I don't often go there. I go occasionally, but Not as often as i would like and my parents it just so happens had given me a warm hat which i'm not a hat person because i'm usually just going from like my car to whatever building i'm going to um but they had given me this hat that had bluetooth headphones inside and i was like what a perfect place to try this out so i was like okay but i also don't like stopping when i'm on a walk or something to keep changing my playlist and so like i said the queue is my best friend And I just tend to go through like a podcast has a lot of episodes and just pick which ones stand out to me. And this particular one was about um, anti-high quantum Reiki. And I started listening to it on my drive there because it's a short drive and continued through it the walk. And I was just blown away. Everything about it resonated so deeply within me that I ended up taking the whole course all the way up to the master level and then to the grand master level because I for the first time when I like kind of summoned the energy I could feel the difference between the different Reiki symbols that were given I could feel sensations that were different for each one I could feel it when it was being sent to me Uh, by the instructor i could feel it in my body in the exact ways that were being described and it was just so validating to me that this is something i have access to so then i started doing a couple of distance sessions for people and i instinctively just started um, using crystals which was one of the elements of the course that was the grandmaster level was that we were given two different bonus um healing methods which one was animal reiki which again with the connection with the animals was amazing and then with crystals and so i started doing these distance sessions and sending out the energy from the crystals as well as these symbols and i was intuitively just following and the energy was actually showing me on my own body like what needed to happen next in some points when i kind of was letting it go and It would direct me. And then what was really interesting is that I never expect anyone to tell me their personal experience because that's a personal thing. Um, All healing is self-healing. They're healing themselves by coming to me. I'm just a channel. But if they want to share that with me, then I'm able to validate for them why they may have experienced certain things. So sometimes people were seeing a certain color and I knew that that was the chakra I was working with or the color of the crystal. Sometimes they felt a certain sensation, which was associated with the key that I was using at that time. And we were validating each other. And it was this back and forth that felt so empowering. And it felt so good to be empowering that person to realize that it's their own intuition that was allowing them to be open and to receive this energy. And so it was validating for them that they they were not imagining it, that it was actually happening. And so for me, it was that skepticism that I even carried a little bit into starting with energy work. And that's where I think a lot of people have this skepticism with anything to do with something you can't see anything that is uncertainty, kind of carry over from last time, right? Anything we're not sure of that we can't prove, even if there's scientific evidence for some energy healing, it's so difficult for them to, um, because I've done a lot of reading about this, obviously, because that's what I do when I'm interested in something. And there are some studies that show results, but in a lot of cases, especially for distance healing, it's really difficult for them to show in scientific methods how this is impacting the person Um, so for me experience was the only way that I was going to understand it right because I like I said I'm a tangible person I like to have that tangible thing which is why spirit crumbs became my own way of understanding synchronicity and serendipity because it was something I could see the result like when I followed this crumb when I acted on it did this action, this was the outcome, right? So it was my own scientific method. I'm a double Capricorn and I'm a five one. um, And the one in um, human design profiles is the investigator. That's just my nature. Um, And so this quantum Reiki was such a huge instrumental thing in my own belief and my own abilities. And I think that I needed to have this connection to the energy in order to move forward with channeling and other things more strongly especially like trusting if i start to feel like i'm channeling a particular realm or a particular nature energy that that is in fact what i'm doing and actually a really fun side note talking about plants i had this um, marble queen pothos so it's beautiful by the way but She was kind of experiencing some difficulties before Christmas and I, you know, had her on like an automatic kind of watering system when I was away and came back. And after I learned this quantum Reiki, which I did very quickly, which normally I don't want to rush something like that, but it just clicked. And I started practicing on my plants because they were the only living thing other than me in my apartment. And this particular plant I spent a lot of time with and it has grown I can't even count how many new leaves since then Um, like whole new shoots came out from areas I had cut away before and it had a lot of brown on it and I swear some of the brown has even disappeared it's just honestly incredible Um, and yeah that's just a side note but just wanted to mention it because we're talking about everything being a matter of energy Um, and I really just, I'm I'm actually incorporating this idea of um, the overlap of like what I am doing versus what the person's experiencing and extracting some of that to create an art project for my final semester. So my original intention, like I said, I have to find that notebook that I talked about before about my intention for my schooling was to have nature and spirituality some sort of social justice and art all come together, I really feel strongly that it's moving in that direction. So I just wanted to make sure that I kind of added in another personal note there because I think that we all have to experience these things our own way because that's how we go through life right and even I said before like life is an accumulation of experiences we can take in the knowledge but if we don't do anything with it or we don't see how it applies to us we often don't really do much with it and so that moves us to the fourth insight which is the struggle for power so that is kind of the human part of the human element of the matter uh, of energy and I'm very excited to discuss that next time. And thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at spiritcrumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.